Okay, so we are answering more questions that people have submitted. Uh, you know, if, if you haven't listened to the episode on awareness, I guess two episodes ago, I think that's worth going and checking out. Uh, just because a lot of what we're talking about is going gonna, is gonna to deal with awareness, is going to tie into the need for awareness and how that can help us with so many things. You know, one thing that jumps out at me is that so many of the questions I get pertain to how we are supposed to relate to other people, to our significant others, to our spouses and partners, to our parents, to our family, to our friends, to our coworkers, to um, today, to uh, ex ex-boyfriends and ex-girlfriends and people who we used to be involved with romantically. And as I was thinking about this question, the quote that jumped out to me, um, I read it in Pima Chodron's book. It was one of her teachers that said it. You can Google the quote. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll get the essence of it right. I might not get the exact quote. But it's essentially that emotion is nothing but energy plus thought. So in the last episode, we talked about how, you know, a need for approval, these things that arise in us, they initially arise as an energy. Now, when I say an energy, I think if you explore your emotions, you'll see what I mean. So, so right now, do me a favor and bring up the idea of anxiety. Think of something that just created a lot of anxiety and notice where the feeling manifests in your body. For me, just even as I'm doing this exercise with you, I feel it in my chest. It feels like it feels like there's this energy in my chest. As long as I allow it to remain that, it's not even necessarily unpleasant. It's just something that's there. But then the mind jumps in and starts telling me about it. I know this most I notice this most often in the mornings. So many mornings, the second I open my eyes, anxiety is present. Now, I've just opened my eyes. I have no memory of what's going to happen that day. I have, I don't really have a clear idea of anything yet, but it's there. And it's amazing how quickly my mind starts moving to put it on something. It often goes back to things that happened a long time ago, or it'll find something in the day. Oh my gosh, you've got to go do that today. And that's what this is about. But the thing is, before all that, it's just an energy. It's just this feeling inside my body and nothing more. So you can see from that, and as you're, as, you're, as you're kind of bringing up anxiety right now, I think you can, if you really try, you'll be able to tell the difference between the energy and the emotion. It becomes an emotion when the mind starts putting thoughts with it. Anger arises. Uh, I did it just this morning. Just this morning. It was kind of funny. I was brushing my teeth and I knocked, I have this little like pill case that I keep like my vitamin D and my vitamin B and my magnesium in. Um, just to make it easy to, to get it every day. But I, I hit it with my elbow and knocked it to the floor. And anger arose. You know, and I was already, I was, you know, I was trying to get out of the house. I was tired. I've been in a lot of pain the last few days. And so just everything's a chore. That feeling of anger, when I allowed just awareness to be there, it, it came and went very quickly. But the thing was, my mind wanted to turn it into a thing. It wanted to say, you know, why is this counter? Why is there so many things on this counter? And oh, why does my body have to feel this way where I'm knocking shit over? that would have turned it into the actual emotion of anger. Before that happened, though, it was just an energy. When we can let it stay that, it's never a problem. So getting to the question, could you talk about how to be steadfast in your healthy changes when the parasitic relationships don't exit but stick with you and they're angry at you for the change you made and so you have to end up exiting? 
She said, you said it's best to let them go. Can you talk a little about the letting go? And I think this is a really tough one because we overuse the word or the term letting go. We're always saying, let go, let go, let God, just let it go, man. There's that shirt that's got boot on. It's like, you need to let that shit go, bro. Like, like, how is that useful? How is that useful? Just like, if people could let things go, they wouldn't be asking you these questions. They wouldn't be asking me these questions. There wouldn't be counselors and coaches and all that stuff in the world because we just let things go. If people knew how, uh, like, like so much of this would be unnecessary. The actual way of letting go, uh, like the, the, the method is, is not that simple and that obvious to people. So, so that's what we're going to look at today. So I think the very first thing we need to talk about as far as letting go is that it goes back to that, that place of energy before thought. These things are arising in us all the time. And when they arise, when we're going through something difficult, like a breakup or, you know, some kind of traumatic event, the thoughts are very quick to move in. They're very quick to move in and turn it into emotion, to turn it into a thing that we can just start turning over and hanging on to and trying to figure out why and all those different things. That's what the mind does. The mind does this with everything because it's, it, that's just the function of the mind. It's going to find a way to take over every situation if we allow it to. So I think the very first step to letting go is simply being able to be with that energy in your body. And that is where awareness is so important. That's why cultivating awareness... Uh, having a meditation practice, that's why it's so important because we can recognize that. And really with a lot of this energy, what we need to do is just get out of its way. We just need to get out of its way so it can pass right on through us. But the thing is the mind wants to grab it. In the uh, in this, you know, talking about uh, a parasitic relationship where somebody made healthy changes and the other person didn't respond. The mind is going to latch onto that feeling by saying, you know, who the hell do they think they are to question the changes I'm making when they're doing this? You know, uh, what kind of asshole doesn't want you to grow and evolve? You know, oh my God, are they so selfish that my healthy changes were too much for them and they had to sink our relationship? Why couldn't they have just done this? Why couldn't they have just done that? Why couldn't things be this way? I put in so much work. Those are the things that we think we're sorting through stuff. We think that we're working it out, but we're really just hanging on to it. If that sense of uh, what would turn into rejection, you know, the energy that would turn into the rejection, the energy that would turn into hurt, the energy that would turn into um, regret or shame, when we can just be with that and let it move through, we're actually dealing with it in a much healthier way, in my opinion. But the mind always wants to be center stage. The mind always wants to have a role, whether it's suited to it or not. It's like we talked about a couple episodes ago. The mind, it's just, it's... It reminds me of those people who have to interject themselves into everything, even if they have no idea what is being talked about or what is being discussed. You know, these are the people who say, well, my opinion matters no matter what. And if you notice, people who do this, they, they end up making a bigger mess of things than would have been made if they would just shut up and stay out of it. The mind can't go back and change anything in the past. The mind has no idea what's going on in another person's head. It has no idea what their motivations really were. So the best thing it can do is stay out of it. But it's our job to train it to do that. And the way we do that is by being with that energy when it arises. Let me be clear that this is all so much easier said than done. We like turning things over and over and over in our mind. We like going back and reworking situations to justify ourselves and to recognize where we were treated poorly and where we were the victim and how we were right all along. That makes us feel good in the short term. But it's a lot like it's a lot like getting really drunk. Like it's a whole lot of fun when you're doing it, but the hangover is miserable, you know? 
When we do that, it feels good in that moment to go back and think of how justified we were and what an asshole they were, but we're hanging on to that. We're taking that energy and we're storying it into something that stays in our life. Whereas when we can just have compassion for ourselves and recognize like, oh, this is a, this is a, this is a tough energy. And just be with that energy experientially, not thinking about it, but just be with it. Let it be there, not hang on to it. We find that as we do this a few times, it starts to lessen and it starts to lessen and it gets a little weaker and a little weaker. And then eventually it comes up and we don't have that same sharp response to it. It's a healthy desensitization towards that. And that's what I think awareness does. I think awareness serves as like a global desensitization to where we don't have the sharp edges and the sharp response to everything that happens. And I think there's one more thing that's important to like for us to look at in regard to letting go. I think that we get this picture that letting go is this thing that we do and we do it one time and after we do that everything is cool. We probably get this from those dumbass movies with uh, like Sandra Bullock in them where a person just finds this place of resolution and everything is fine and then they roll the credits real quick because if they stayed much longer you'd see how the mind can always find a way to grab things again, you know, to kind of reach back in and create more trouble for itself. And so letting go is a process. It's something we have to do over and over and over. I tell people the same thing about forgiveness. Forgiveness is not this thing you do one time and everything is fine. There are some things in our life that we're going to have to forgive every day for the rest of our life. Um, if we, if we ever want to get right with ourselves, there are some things in our life that we have to let go over and over and over again. And before they finally like clear out, you know what I mean? This is important because I, I, I talk to people all the time who feel like they're failing at letting go, you know, and they'll say, I just can't let go or gosh, I'm just an asshole. I can't get over this. I, I can't release this. The thing is, every time you do it, it might not go from like 100 to zero, you know, it might go from like 100 to 99 to 98 to 97. But what I find is that it starts picking up speed. It goes from 97 to 90, 90 to 80, you know, as you do this practice more and more and more of just observing the energy, letting it remain energy and letting it go through, it happens over and over and over again. This is especially difficult with other people, though. I think we're probably evolutionarily wired to have a harder time letting go of things regarding other people. And then our stories in our mind are just harder to, to kick, you know, about this person did this to me, they did that to me. And the thing is, is that none of those stories really matter because letting go is for us. It doesn't have anything to do with the other person. If it has to do with them, you're probably setting yourself up for failure and unhappiness. So you've got to remember, you're doing this letting go for you. So every time that difficult thing arises, every time that energy arises, let it remain energy instead of turning it into an emotion or turning it into something with your thoughts about it. Just like we said in the last podcast, start small. Experiment with little things that are that are less, you know, less spiky, less less sharp and easier to deal with. And then work your way up to the more difficult things. But when those difficult things arise, go ahead and practice it in that moment. You won't be perfect. It won't be easy, but it is something you can do. This is one of the most like useful practices I've found, uh, especially when I combine this with like opening up to things and, and moving into them instead of trying to close off and resist. Uh, that's super, that's been super helpful. In fact, now that I think about it, that'll be the next podcast. We'll talk about what it means to open ourselves up to every experience instead of closing off and 
kind of locking it in. As always, you can find me on Instagram. It's at James Scott Henson. You can find me at my website, jamesscotthenson.com, or you can email me, james at James Scott Henson. I say this every time, you know, feel free to reach out to me. The The coolest topics for the podcast and the I've had a lot of, have come, well, the coolest topics have come from people reaching out. And I've had a lot of fun getting to know people because of this podcast, because of Instagram, because of the email list. So don't hesitate. Holler at me. Practice letting go. Practice letting energy be energy and not turning it into something else. And see what you find. If it's worthwhile, hang on to it. If it's not, throw it away. Until next time, take care. <laughs>